Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Ion Veterans ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. There are nearly 20 million military vets in the U.S., and each week, we focus on their stories. This is CBS Ion Veterans. Welcome back, CBS Ion Veterans, reporting for ConnectingVets.com. I'm Navy veteran Phil Briggs, and uh, we're going to lead off the show today with uh, kind of an update about whether or not veterans will be the ones to finally force Congress to address the cannabis issue. I know it seems like a touchy subject, marijuana, right? I mean, we've been talking about this for years and it always seems like when you get to the federal level, you know, VA won't talk to vets about it or they can't really deal with it because it's illegal on the federal level and the federal level is different than 36 state levels now. And it just seems like round and round, round we go with the silly, silly, silly show about this nonsense, this unwillingness for federal authorities to look at marijuana, look at pot, look at cannabis with the efficacy and the seriousness that it deserves as a medicine, not as just a way to get high. So with that, I was very pleased to hear recently that friend of the show, former guest, Brian Buckley, former Marsoc Raider. Marine Special Operations, he's been on the forefronts of this. And when we spoke about a year ago, we talked more about his company, the Hellman Valley Growers Company, of course, a brand of cannabis out in California, cannabis products, vapes, edibles, the, the like. Uh, but to hear Brian speak about why he got involved just made my jaw drop. Uh, you know, we're talking about a Marsoc combat veteran, a Marine Raider team leader, uh, you know, led a 20 man team, not only training, advising and assisting our Afghan commando friends, but um, just distinguished himself on the battlefield and took some serious losses in the name of helping that nation find freedom. And as he returned back to the States, uh, you know, developed an interest and found the efficacy in his own life, how it helped treat his depression, how it helped treat his just, you know, post-war hangover. 
And I was especially pleased when I got an email recently from somebody out there at Hellman Valley Growers Company that said, hey, you know, Brian's in D.C. right now meeting with senators on the Hill. And I was like, whoa, this has actually got some legs now. He didn't just form a cannabis company, but he's told me from the outset he's going to do testing and research to show these guys what the deal is and that we're not just asking for some recreational happy happy fun time but that there's some serious legs behind this cannabis argument most especially as it relates to veterans so joining me now to tell me more about his recent trip to capitol hill which i'm sure was filled with fun and frustration marine corps marsoc combat vet brian buckley how the hell are you bud i'm great great to be here Yeah. So, uh, you know, as we just said there in the lead in, um, interesting, interesting. You've actually now not only done the retail side of cannabis, but begun some research, but now you've got made some, made some inroads into the Senate and into, you know, our congressional leaders. Tell me about your trip to the Hill. Yeah. It was a really interesting time on Capitol Hill. You know, it's kind of when we were planning this out, I was working in conjunction with another group that I'm affiliated with called the Veterans Action Council. And it was kind of like, hey, why don't we go after people who they don't have cannabis programs in their state and we can have a conversation with them and see what we can do. And I kind of looked at like, you know, everything in cannabis has kind of matured enough with Congress that you actually have, you know, it's not just like Blumenhauer anymore or former Representative Rohrbacher. There's others who are coming out and are putting cannabis legislation forward. So why don't we just go meet with them and pour some gasoline on the fire and see what we can do to help and assist to get this across the goal line. So we kind of had a little bit of half and half. Um, Ultimately some of the meetings where you had people that they didn't have a cannabis program in one, you're not meeting with the principal. It was really just their staff. And I kind of get where they're coming from. If I'm putting myself in that representative or Senator's shoes, you know, this is more, it's still a state issue. Uh, and you really got to work with the state assembly, the state senate, and the governor. They got to get on board to get a program in uh, their their respective state. So it's not necessarily like a representative from this district of this state will come in and say, hey, why don't we have a cannabis program? It's going to get moving. There's a lot more to it. But, you know, we did take some meetings with some people who did have some cannabis programs out there. You know, I was a little disappointed when the ones who literally had cannabis legislation going forward, they weren't there to meet with us and we had to meet with their staff. Uh, That to me just kind of showed an indication like here you do. We got veterans coming to speak with you, wanting to help, wanting to provide some input, and you don't have the time to meet with us. So how serious are you about your cannabis initiative? Is this more of a check in the box because it's a trending thing? Uh, are you really kind of in the right mindset? Are you talking to the right people? Do you understand what's happening on the ground? So those were some of my biggest disappointments. But I had some really great meetings and I met with the actual you know, principal themselves. And we really, it was extremely productive. And honestly, it was my, really my first time lobbying on Capitol Hill with cannabis. And people I, I was with were like, we've never seen this before where you literally had staffs and the person there opening up books and being like, all right, let's game plan on some things that we could do. And the really big talking point that was happening out there was the Safe Banking Act, which would allow cannabis companies essentially to operate like a regular bank. We would have FDIC approval. You could bank at Citibank or wherever. You could get loans. You can do regular things, which would greatly reduce the barriers that we are facing in already a highly competitive, highly taxed, highly regulated market. Okay, so many follow-up questions. First, quickly, 
who were the senators or the congressmen that didn't show up? Can you name some names? Yeah, I mean, the one person I was really disappointed was uh, Senator Cory Booker. He was one of our first meetings. Um, we met with his staff. He wasn't there. Uh, didn't really get a reason why. You know, I'm sure he's busy. He's got things going on. But to me, there's a lot of holes with that bill. Uh, you know, I essentially told their staff, I'm like, listen, your bill is way overtaxed and way overregulated. It's essentially California on steroids. I mean, they're looking at putting a 25% federal tax that would help with social equity initiatives, which is all well and good. But you got to look at things in terms of California, where you have people paying 40 to 60% tax at retail. So you just throw on another 25% on top of that. You are just helping the illicit market and the cartels get a bigger foothold because people right now, inflation's high. We're all going through a rough time. We get it. Why would they want to go to a legal shop when they can go somewhere else and buy something at half the cost and it's just and you know it's not so much a financial thing you also got to look at safety because these illegal uh shops these illegal grows they're not putting their product through third-party state testing so you don't know what you're putting in your body and you know we clearly have a massive fentanyl issue that for whatever reason gets suppressed we can't talk about it even though it's probably killing more people than covid no one wants to bring it up but those things are happening and people are dying from stuff. So it's like, you know, guys, again, where's the common sense legislation on it? Yeah. And I mean, for a guy that's really progressive, I hear him on the left. He's out there. He's got a lot of ideas about how to do things and, you know, says he's a champion for the every guy. But now here are everyday guys, everyday men and women that have served their country that could benefit from this medicine. He didn't even show up to the dang meeting. And mm -hmm. his state proposal for the fine folks of New Jersey includes up to what 25% tax oh, on top of something that'll get taxed on the state level. And then there's got to be some retail markup. So somebody makes some money. Talk about a guy that's never run a business. God. Yeah. And that's a, and that's a federal bill they want to push forward. So it doesn't really do a lot for us, essentially. I mean, it's going to decriminalize. It does a little bit on the scheduling side, but it's more or less, you know, the federal government coming in and saying, all right, give us some money um, with not much progress for us. And, you know, when I when I was asking them about it, they were kind of shocked that I said it's way too heavily taxed. And they're like, well, we had a conversation with the uh, Treasury Department. They thought it was good. And then they said we thought that, you know, the states would reduce their taxes to accommodate the federal tax. And I'm like, listen. You know, I'm in California. I'm like, it's all well and good. And, you know, they do a lot of great things. But at the end of the day, they want their money. And yeah. they are not. I mean, we, we talk to people here in California about reducing taxes. And, you know, they kind of do a sleight of hand. Like, OK, they got rid of the cultivation tax. We are the only state in America with a cultivation tax. Well, they move that. And it's kind of like a sleight of hand. They're just going to add it on to something else. So it, it's not going to go anywhere. So it's essentially like you're just going to kill the industry. And yeah. it's not like we're pumping our chest. We want to work with you to maybe give you some feedback of not just what we're facing as veterans and the suicide epidemic that we're dealing with and the opiate epidemic we're dealing with. You know, I work in the cannabis industry. I can help you on the business side to kind of help protect small businesses because the only thing that bill would do would help out the massive big guys in the world and it would crush the mom and pop shops. Mm. 
All the more reason I wish so many elected officials had two things, military service and business experience. They keep talking about all these things they want to do to help the economy. And all these bills are just laden with BS and jargon that's not actually helping business grow and or what blows my mind, the end consumer. And in this case, for uh, this conversation, we are talking about veterans who most sincerely benefit from a naturally occurring organic medicine like cannabis rather than the damn combat cocktail and the fists full of pills. I'm sure they gave you yep. when you came back kind of twisted in the wind from all those combat deployments, most notably in Afghanistan, brother. So, sure. uh, let's talk a little bit about just real quick. Who is an example of somebody that was a surprise or somebody that showed up where you got to meet with the Senator or, representative face to face and actually heard you out. Yeah. You know, there's three really great meetings that we had. Uh, one of the first ones was with a Democrat representative named Scott Peters out of San Diego. He's, he has a bipartisan bill uh, that he's working with a representative out of Ohio named Dave Joyce, who's a Republican. So it's cool. It's bipartisan, you know, and to be honest with you, when I walked into the office with them, uh, one of their, uh, one of the chief of staff was waiting for me outside to bring me in, in just due to security reasons. And he's like, yeah, we hear you work with Dave Joyce's office. I'm like, sure. And he's like, no, we're really close with that office. And they showed me a picture of all them having a really good time at the uh, congressional softball game. And it's like, we're, we're good. We're all tight. You know, just cause we have an R or they have a, an R and we have a D doesn't mean we don't talk to each other. So that was great. And essentially what the bill they're putting forward, uh, representative Peters is, uh, essentially a um, cannabis research uh, type bill. Uh, it's called like the dank bill. And it was real positive because I'm, I'm know, sorry to laugh, but you know, like the reference there is awesome. Right? They do that all the time, right? Like we got the 420 bill and all that. So it's all the you know, <laughs> cannabis stuff, but um, you know, I met with Scott himself and we had a great conversation. He, you know, he can't, he came out and he goes, you know, I'm a representative from San Diego. I want to do cannabis research. He's like, you're a veteran and own a company and doing cannabis research in San Diego. And we don't even know each other. I'm like, exactly. But here we are today. So let's, let's get through that. And, you know, he was really great. Uh, very supportive. Uh, loved what we're doing. Loved the mission. Uh, they were impressed that we had an institutional review board again. I mean, that is literally the federal authorities have approved us to conduct human trials. So that's not like they just hand it out. And especially to get one for a schedule one drug is a pretty big deal. And we own it. You know, it's a private IRB. So we're not working with the National Institute of Drug Abuse. We're going to have our medicine working with the Israelis, working with UC Irvine, and we're going to accomplish some great things and develop a treatment protocol and a formulation. So they were very excited about that. Uh, I'm going to work more with them on some things like I, I do a podcast here and there. So they're going to come on that and uh, discuss it more. And ultimately, you know, he's going to be back in town in October. Uh, Congress will go to recess at that point. And we're going to look to meet up and see what else we can do and help get us some funding over to our nonprofit side, Battle Brothers, to kind of help um, fund that research. I mean, they won't be taking a lead. We will. But, you know, for example, I might have him come out to some events and speak and give him a chance to kind of talk about what he's doing and why it's so important to him. And especially in an area like San Diego, where you have such a high veteran population, I think it will resonate very well because, you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard to keep up with bills in, in, in Capitol Hill as it is and the cannabis bills, you know, unless you're following the right thing, you might not hear about. Them. So that was extremely productive. 
real quick, just yeah. to recap that whole thing, representative out of San Diego says yes. he's got a bill that they're putting together. The dank bill it is mm-hmm. to address research to show the efficacy of cannabis as if we need more of that, but yeah. okay, good. He's going to not only propose the bill, which will change the classification and the scheduling of marijuana, but it'll also support your efforts, which you just outlined to do your own research with a state of the art scientific study Mm-hmm. which is valid on every scientific level. So yeah. kind of twofold there. This representative of San Diego said he's got a good bill in the works. He wants to put that to the floor and he wants to back your research. I love that. You know, from there, I had a couple more meetings, not much happened, but then eventually I got in with uh, Dave Joyce's office and uh, he's a Republican out of Ohio. Who's also working with Scott Peters and he's done a lot on cannabis. I really like Dave Joyce. I mean, he told me a great story you know, when he was in Ohio before he got into politics, uh, he was a prosecutor. And he's like, you know, I never prosecuted small cannabis crimes. You know, he's like, you could roll into a 7-Eleven parking lot, and shake a guy down, and you're going to ruin their life forever, uh, just over like a roach. He's like, you know, what, what are you really accomplishing? So he's like, you know, the police was kind of a little bit like, well, what are we doing here? But they demonstrated some, you know, deliberate, tactful planning. And they were able to kind of follow the the money, if you will, and eventually get the dealers themselves that not just had illegal cannabis, but they had illegal, you know, cocaine, all the other things that could really harm you. Now that makes an impact. I mean, you get that person off the streets. Now they can't get to the kids who really don't have any, you know, they're just there buying something. And it's not really like you, you broke the back of, uh, of some cartel or something like that. And then sitting down with them, um, you know, he has a really great staff. Uh, he has this girl named uh, Amanda and Will who work with him. Amanda is extremely impressive when it comes to cannabis. I mean, she knows the deal, knows the game and is really tied in. So it was kind of like, Hey, great to have you guys back here again. Great to see you, Brian. Let's open up our books and let's get to work. And it was really like talking more about, you know, what we're doing on a research side, a couple other groups, they want to kind of have us talk to seeing what else they can do on their end. I mean, there are some kind of tough things that representatives face. You know, if you're not in their district, it's kind of hard for them to kind of really do something for you at that time. But, you know, he has a lot of good things going for him. I mean, he put forward the Safe Harbor Act, where it's veterans can talk to the VA doctors about their cannabis use. He also put forward, you know, working on that dank bill. He's also working on one, it's called the Prepared Act, which will be with him, uh, Brian Mass, who's a veteran uh, out of Florida. And this bill is more or less to kind of, it goes through a lot of things, but essentially it's preparing the nation for the inevitable end of cannabis prohibition and how we can go forward and make sure it's implemented properly. So that would then really target that classification thing where right now it's category or it's schedule one, it's cannabis is lumped in with cocaine and the worst drugs in the world fentanyl and it's just there's no medical use for this devil's lettuce this is horrible crap we need to keep this off the streets at all costs they are actually looking at designing a bill to reclassify it so people can honestly start having legitimate conversations about it without it being considered federally taboo exactly yeah i mean really the big parts are some of the things it's like develop a federal regulatory framework to ensure the safe production and consumption of cannabis help grant medical professionals with critical research access and training. So obviously we fall in there like, hello, we have an IRB, like we're already approved. We can get that going for you. 
And, you know, also a little bit of social equity in there, you know, for people who are impacted by the war on drugs, which veterans do fall in that category. I mean, you know, there's a crazy study out from Boston University that came out last year where we've lost 7,070 men and women uh, on the battlefield during the war on terrorism. But during that same period, we've lost nearly 31,000 active duty and veterans to suicide back here in America. So that was one thing where they were like, whoa, and that, that was a big number that people, I don't think they were very aware of, but I'm like, listen, this is Boston University, it's not just some, you know, whatever person putting something out there. I mean, they did a white paper and they did some study on it. And I think that 31,000 is low. I mean, again, if you're in a, if you kill yourself in a car or a motorcycle, your intent might've been suicide, but they're going to classify that as a vehicular incident, you know, type of thing. So you know, things like that. And then the other thing is just, you know, develop protections for the hemp industry. So, you know, it, it, things things are moving in the right direction. And they're just such a great office. I mean, I hooked them all up with Hellman Valley Growers Company gear. and They were all freaking out and loved it, which was awesome. Love and the merch. Yeah, man. They're, and they're, But, you know, the main thing, they're, they're just really passionate about it and they truly believe in it. Just want to uh, take a minute here and uh, talk about our sponsor, University of Maryland Global Campus, and uh, thank them for making this show possible, this podcast possible for so many years now. And they've got an event later in October, just want to highlight, called the Virtual Fund Run Challenge. It's a virtual run, and it raises money for the Veteran Assistance Fund. Uh, That fund specifically helps student veterans pay for their education when federal financial aid and VA benefits are either unavailable or exhausted. Now to raise money, it's easy. You just spend your $35 registration fee and that money is then given to the Veterans Assistance Fund and then you are off to the races. Run, walk, you can log your miles, uh, you can interact socially and you can see what everybody else is doing, uh, show off a little bit if you must. But either way, the UMGC Virtual Fund Run gives to a good cause. And it's always good to see a school supporting military veterans like University of Maryland Global Campus does. Check it all out at umgc.edu slash fundrun. All right, now we'll get back to my interview with MARSOC combat veteran Brian Buckley, former Marine Corps Special Operations Command team leader, and also a cannabis company owner. He's the co-founder of the Hellman Valley Growing Company out there in California. And uh, we've been talking this week about his recent trip to D.C., where he met with lawmakers in the Capitol. And as we've heard, he's called out the good and the bad. Now, throughout the interview, we've heard about some of the legislation that's been proposed. And it's interesting to hear that military veterans are probably going to be the ones to finally force Congress to do the right damn thing, legalize cannabis. And Brian talked about one lawmaker in Congress on the Republican side that really is getting it right. One of the rock stars we met was Representative Nancy Mace, who's a uh, freshman congresswoman out of uh, South Carolina. And she has a very, to me, it's the most common sense legislation out there. And I encourage everyone to take a look at it. It is called the State Reform Act. And essentially what it will do is legalize cannabis. It will deschedule cannabis. 
It would allow the VA doctors to prescribe cannabis to veterans, and it has a 3% federal tax on it, which is completely doable because once cannabis moves to a Schedule 3 or below, we no longer have to deal with tax code 280E, where you basically have four companies doing one thing, but that way you can move your money around legally. It's totally legit. So just having that eliminate where you can just have one business doing one thing versus four to make it all work is tremendous. Uh, that would be huge for us. And again, 3%, not that big of a deal. That, that wouldn't really rock the boat. And she, you know, it was a really great speech she gave. We were at a, um, we were working with the uh, National Cannabis Industry Association, NCIA, and we kind of went off on our own doing our veteran thing, but they had a cocktail hour on one night and Nancy Mace was there speaking. And she got up in front of everyone and just said, listen, guys, I'm a conservative Republican. I believe in cannabis. I was a cannabis patient. She goes, I was raped at 16. I dropped out of high school. They had me on all these opiates. It just wasn't working for me. And she's like, and at the time, my journey was through cannabis that kind of helped me get myself and find myself again. And then she went on to become the first female to ever graduate from the, the Citadel. So she, you know, has been there, done that, and she's doing some really great things. And, you know, she was very big. She wanted to take a picture with a bunch of veterans. Um, I'm, you know, working with her staff and, you know, like her one uh, chief of staff, uh, Will, he was, you know, he came up, he found me. He goes, Hey, Brian, hold on. He, he puts his hand up. He's like, He's like, Nancy, come on over here. She walks up. He's like, hey, this is Brian Buckley. And she put her hand out. She goes, Brian, I hear we got to talk about some things. I mean, she was she was in it ready to go. And she's like, you're going to be in my office tomorrow. And I'm like, yeah, I'll be there. And when we showed up, she was there just kind of waiting for us, ready to go. You know, just a very just common sense person and love talking with her. I do think her bill needs to get more rec uh, recognition. I do think there's a little bit of kind of a house of cards thing going on in terms of, you know, Democrat Republicans and kind of shoo-shooing her bill a little bit. But this is something that, you know, she's getting bipartisan support and I think would work really great. So we're doing a lot of work with her office. I mean, all three of those offices even asked too, they're like, Hey, we'd like you guys to come out here and, you know, have you speak on some committees doing a veterans roundtable, you know, using you guys to kind of come up here with the real world examples you're bringing to the table on top of the research that you guys have been approved for, I mean, we're, we're kind of ready to go. So, you know, it, it was great. Like we need them, but they also need us. So it was a good kind of synergy was formed at that point. And if you make sense to me, you're going to get my vote. I find it incredibly compelling that both you guys were survivors of some sort of trauma. Yours, yeah. of course, a combat related trauma, which combat is trauma. I mean, it's traumatic to be in that situation. Hers yeah. was a sexual trauma. Both of you treated and were helped healed or otherwise by the use of cannabis. And yet we're still here, you know, discussing it as if it's this thing that no one knows of. And should we let Pandora out the box? I mean, geez, yeah. there's people with real world damn experience. And I'm super glad to hear that you connected with her on that level and got into the weeds as deep as you did. No pun intended with making a game plan about some legislation. And yeah. I, did, and I, did, I didn't even really mean to make that pun right there. No, no, but hey, I, roll with it, man. Let's go. <laughs> I want to roll into... Uh, um, again, another pun. Holy cow, they're coming out. <laughs> Jump into this article that you recently had, uh, why Republicans will steal cannabis from Democrats. Um, I, I, you've touched on a couple things here throughout our conversation that sound very interesting in that Republicans who are typically, or at least traditionally have been, they didn't want to discuss this. This wasn't a conservative issue. 
I couldn't help but notice a couple R's here that we've discussed with as folks that you really have found promise in the future with. So share with me why you think Republicans will steal cannabis from Democrats. You know, it's it's kind of simple. It's common sense legislation. I think people, again, they're trying to do the right thing by piling all this stuff, putting the burden on the tax, uh, the cannabis community uh, via tax that we can kind of do all these initiatives and we have all this exorbitant money. Uh, we don't. I mean, it's it's tough as it is. I mean, again, I'm in California, very heavily regulated, very heavily taxed. But when you see a person like the Joyce's of the world or the Nancy Mace's of the world and, you know, like, you know, Scott Peters, a Democrat, but working arm in arm with Republicans, it's just really motivating, I guess, to see their passion and how much they want to get this done. Again, Representative Mace, she is a patient like she gets it. This is not someone who's like, you know, some governor who got in trouble for touching people that he shouldn't be touching. And all of a sudden he goes cannabis for everyone, you know, trying to just throw a, a little faint out there or something. They really believe in what this can do. And they know that, you know, the road we're going down, especially with veterans, is not working again. More people die here in America than they did on the battlefield. I mean, it's more dangerous, dangerous for us to be in America than it is to be in Fallujah, Iraq or the Helmand River Valley of Afghanistan, which is just completely unacceptable. I mean, we all come back from combat with demons and you never get rid of those demons, but you got to live, learn to live above them. And for me, cannabis is something that gives me that little performance enhancing to beat my demons, especially at nighttime. And it was just, you know, I I was just very moved by them. I mean, you're sitting there, you're looking them in the eyes. I get it. Politicians, you know, all that stuff. But there was just something else there. And again, one thing we are going to kind of work on heavily right now is the Safe Banking Act. You know, that's something that, again, is 18 votes short in the Senate. You know, once we get it for some of the people out there, basically means we could bank in all the banks. We could be treated like a regular business by banks, get loans, all the good stuff. But they want some social equity tied onto it. So we're kind of looking at a thing like, you know, Joyce's Safe Harbor Act, you know, stuff for veterans. There is a bill out there. If you had a cannabis misdemeanor, be automatically expunged. So we're kind of hoping that might be enough to kind of check in a box for both parties that they say, okay, let's get the safe banking through. Cause it's not like the banks don't want our money. I mean, they're like, yeah, like give us FDIC approval for these guys so we can bring them in. And that will help the industry really grow. And I'm really big on the state reform act from Nancy Mace. I mean, her bill will not only help us grow, it'll help us thrive. Mm, I love it, man. Weather forecast. Let's just take a look at, you know, in the next year, the next couple of years, is this a short-term, medium-term, or long-term thing that America changes its stance on cannabis based on your experience on Capitol Hill? I'm optimistic about Safe Banking Plus, Bill. I think that will make it through this session. Just because there were a lot of people very much wanting it to happen, um, even some of the kind of people that might be holding it up, say, on one political party, people of their same party are kind of rolling their eyes like, man, come on. Like, you know, what do we need to do to get this done? So you can see that appetite there. You know, I think this year we're having a high number of veterans that are running for Congress, which I think will definitely help speed things up. But I would see like, you know, potentially on the medical cannabis side, I think medical will be the first one that breaks through. I don't think they're going to go straight recreational, which in my eyes, from a business standpoint, I would think makes sense. I think that'll be a good model. And then when you have recreational come on, it'll just be kind of expanding on that model. And I think you know, Congress can get behind that, especially with the veteran push. I mean, I tell them, you sent us to war, now it's your turn to fix us. 
nearly 31,000 of us have killed ourselves back here. So I would say, you know, probably in the next five years, I think you would see a program for medical cannabis. I think that would be federal. I just think the snowball's getting too big, too much momentum. You got places like University of Pennsylvania that are going to be doing research. And you got some other organizations doing the same thing. And eventually, they're just going to get hit by all these researches, research coming from all different people that are going to be saying the same thing. I mean, the research of the group that we're working with, Niamedic, when they did the study in Israel, I think they had like an 83% success rate that cannabis reduced symptoms of post-traumatic stress. And we have a doctor from Stanford who's on our Battle Brothers board. And when he saw that, he's like, that is like almost unheard of in a medical profession, like to have that great of a success rate with it. So I just think eventually data will win the day. That's going to help out Congress to say, well, numbers don't lie. And it's truly pointing that this is a viable option. So let's move forward and get this thing done. I love it. Vets leading the charge on Capitol Hill. I've witnessed it this year and most sincerely think that it is veterans of these wars, of the global war on terrorism, got that PACT Act passed with the help of guys like John Stewart and John Feel and Rosie Torres. They were veterans that were leading the charge. Take John Stewart's fame out. Forget all the other things. The veterans shamed those guys in ties into doing the right damn thing when it had when they had kicked the can down the road since 1974. Veterans led the charge. I have faith in everything you just said that all of this can change and that we will be reevaluating our look at cannabis on a federal level. So all these states can literally hear what you're saying right now. Trauma is trauma, whether it's combat trauma, whether it's sexual trauma, whether it's any trauma in your life, you don't walk off this planet without some dents and dings and dang it. The way to fix it is not a fistful of pharma, but a handful of cannabis. And I couldn't, you know, think of any better person to lead the charge or to be one of the players in the game right now than you, Brian Buckley, Marsock, combat vet, Marine Raider. Uh, yeah, man, just uh, keep taking that hill, brother. Keep taking that hill. Where do I get more information about Hellman Valley Growers Company, your products, and uh, how do I stay updated on everything you're doing? Yeah, so check us out at uh, our website, hvgcompany.com, and we kind of constantly update on everything we got going on, new products. We just launched a new Chillum line with uh, infused flour in there, so it's great. You can reuse them, and we're selling them at a low cost, just knowing what everyone's going through in in the country right now, so we just want to make sure we can get our adult-use brand, but you know, essentially medicine into the hands of of the people that need it. And I really encourage people to go check out batterbrothersfoundation.org. This is, this is our nonprofit. That is what was awarded the Institutional Review Board to see if medical cannabis can reduce the symptoms of post-traumatic stress. But we need, this is, we all got to be in this fight. I mean, we are going to get this thing. We'll be the tip of the arrow. We're going to push it through the goal line and make it happen. But if any of you can just donate to Battle Brothers, help support us what we're doing. It's not just for cannabis that we're doing. I'm never going to say cannabis is going to save everyone, but it should be a tool in the toolkit. And with Battle Brothers, we do a three-tier approach of personal, medical, economic. We help people transition out of the military, struggling with alcohol, opiates, or post-traumatic stress. And it's a totally holistic approach where we custom it towards that veteran to meet their needs and let them live the American dream they fought so hard to defend. Brian Buckley, Semper Fi, always faithful to uh, all the fellow veterans out there. And I appreciate everything that Hellman Valley Growers Company is doing and the Battle Brothers Foundation. 
doing good work and I look forward to more updates. You are now officially my cannabis correspondent on Capitol Hill. You got, we'll do like some live next time I'm there, you know, just live from Capitol Hill. It'll be a good time. <laughs> just get me in a room with one of those elected officials. <laughs> oh yeah. It's a good time. Trust me. <laughs> Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Ion Veterans ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Get one of the most successful broadcasts in television history on your schedule with the 60 Minutes Podcast. Hard-hitting investigative reports, news, and culture maker interviews, and in-depth profiles are waiting for you in every episode. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.